0: It is Christopher and Jessica here again. We are the BWs and we are having, having a, a baby. baby. If this is your first time listening to us, thank you very much. Welcome to First Time Parent Podcast. You have caught us on the first of two bonus episodes. Ooh. Ooh based on our antenatal classes. We went to antenatal classes or parenting classes, as it's called. Parent
1: class. We- craft i
0: think they're
1: called parent craft classes we
0: sat in a circle and we made headbands we we partake partook partake partook we did the (laughs) (laughs) went to (laughs) we went to the nhs uh antenatal classes in the lewisham and greenwich nhs trust so everything that we talk about Maybe similar to those you have in your local health authority, certainly if you're listening to in Britain. In America, things will be slightly different and all Mm -hmm. around the globe. In Australia and Canada, it might be different as well. So we'd love to hear what your parenting class or your antenatal classes were. These weren't private. We didn't pay for them. We are incredibly lucky to get these free of charge on the NHS. So without further ado, Jessica and I are going to have a chat with you about our antenatal classes in the first of two bonus episodes of First Time Parent Podcast. Yeah. Enjoy! We started our antenatal classes in April.
1: Yes, April. You had to check time. then. Yeah, I did. I, it was June now.
0: <laughs> Where we are, uh, they, midwives recommend you start them about three months before your due. Is that right?
1: Actually, I think they'd have you go a bit closer to your due date.
0: Oh, really? really? Yeah,
1: yeah we could still have booked on the ones last month and it would be fine. Or,
0: or I think that was a bit risky though. <laughs> yeah, I
1: think we've said this before. I didn't want to wait until May just in case things happened early and we were completely underprepared by not having gone sooner. There,
0: so. was, there was a lady who was about two weeks away from her due date mm. just starting antenatal classes and I think it was her first as well. Mm. Nah, I couldn't have done that
1: I am so glad that we did go in April because there is so much information to process from these classes if Mm -hmm. you are as clueless as we are and it's the first time
0: (laughs) if we didn't have any clue before it was very apparent after the first 30 seconds of the class that we have absolutely no idea that's the whole point in this podcast yeah yeah it was really re- reassuring to know that there are so many other people in the same boat as us, and there were actually people who'd had children before that were going to the parenting class, and that re- I, I was really interested in that. One lady had a cesarean mm-hmm. before, so she was going to learn a little bit more. So that's why there was a lady who I don't know if she'd maybe not had the child over here before. I think I got I got that vibe that this may have been her first child. Being born in in the UK, so possibly she yes. was, it was the first one on the NHS, and I think maybe it's that they you know they need to know you've you've gone. It's they're really not, interesting. No, they're not
1: compulsory these classes. They're not compulsory. No, I they're thought not they were. compulsory. It's completely our choice whether or not we go. And
0: we will go in.
1: Yes, information. Please give it to us as terrifying as it is.
0: Mm. It's been really interesting <laughs> learning about it and seeing things i never dreamt in my worst horror nightmares (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: i think the midwives that run it must have such a little laugh in in their heads at our expenses because the things that they talk about there's lots of talk about tearing and Uh, pain relief uh, and all sorts of things and they must see everybody's faces just turn white when they first start talking about it, and this sheer look of terror cross across everybody's face—it's
0: not ideal, <laughs> is
1: it? But I would highly recommend going because you need to get this—you need to get this into your heads, and it's the best way to do it. Well,
0: yeah. If if you are <laughs> listening and you are not pregnant or you are not having a baby, buckle up because it may well put you off alive. life. <laughs> but also, if you are a guy, yeah, yeah. It's a lot to take in.
1: Yeah, it is a lot to take in. So, not only
0: that this is going to be happening to you, what might be your partner, it's something that it, it's, it makes the boys wince a little bit. So, Where did were we
1: these classes, before we properly kick off, oh, okay. were these classes how you expected them?
0: No, nope, not at all. When you when you envisage a, like an antenatal class or a parenting class, uh you kind of imagine everyone sat on a yoga mat Mm -hmm. there's about (laughs) 40 different couples there in a church hall and you're learning breathing exercises exactly rub your partner's back it's really reassuring i almost imagined it to be really patronizing Mm. and it wasn't at all it was really welcoming and happy and positive real it was realistic Mm. but it was really good fun and actually we we all laughed quite a lot and i think it was really reassuring to everyone not only the the partners but most importantly the people who were giving birth that it's quite casual like you've got this you're fine you're literally born to do this this Mm. is what the female body was designed for for whatever better phrase
1: it really wasn't like the stereotypical stereotypical classes that you would see kind of portrayed on the tv and i think you can go to those i think they're like might be more the nct classes yes nct Uh, is
0: the national child care or national children's trust or something they're private classes that you can book on to i believe they're quite expensive a lot of people do them Uh, it's not something that we thought about necessarily it's not necessarily mm -hmm. something we had a huge amount of external time for due to our workload so the NHS ones fit in absolutely perfectly with what we wanted and we're all behind the NHS. Yes. So yeah, that's it. So, the beginning.
1: Let's start at the beginning.
0: We went to one of the local children's centres. It was the furthest we've had to go for an appointment. But you meant to have three, but ours were done in two sessions. So I think they're just quite
1: to... intense. These yeah. These two particular hours. sessions were quite intense because what we had in two sessions was meant to be split into three. So the first session, which is the one we're gonna speak about today, Mm -hmm. is all about the labor itself, um, the phases of labor, uh, what happens to the body, uh, what happens if you need to be induced, all sorts of things. Uh, The pain relief, section came in the second class so if you're listening to this and we don't talk about the pain relief that's because it's in the second class so at the beginning they go through the simple the simple things so different types of birth there's quite a few different types so you can have a home birth that's not something that we'd really considered just because it's our first time and I think being in the safety of a hospital with medical professionals is probably more desired. I can understand why people have a, a, a home birth because it's more relaxing. You're in your own environment. Netflix. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and I can, I can completely see that. And potentially if we do this again... And everything is fine. It might be something we consider for future.
0: Can you imagine if our landlord came round for a visit and just, hello, how you doing? What is that stain on the floor?
1: Oh, I gave birth last night. <laughs> uh, so home births. Then you've got the uh, hospital so you can have uh, your baby on the delivery suite which is the more sort of clinical, medical Mm. side on the labour ward where there's doctors present and uh, more pain relief present. And it's a smaller, more sort of white clinical room.
0: We discussed this in our last couple of episodes. So if you'd like to hear us talk about where we've chosen to, to have the baby in an ideal situation, head back and listen to our hospital bag episode and also our birth plan.
1: Yeah. Uh, Then there's the birth centre, which is what we have opted to hopefully go for. That's the more relaxed kind of hotel room vibe with the birthing pool. Uh, Not as much pain relief, but that's the other option, which is actually within the hospital environment as well. For us, it is. It can be elsewhere. Uh, And then you can have uh, a C-section, which would sometimes in some circumstances be planned and then others there are emergency yeah. c-sections that's for the as high, well that's
0: for the high risk if mum's in danger of c-section of giving birth vaginally then it's uh, a safer option for mum I think yes. that's why I was led to believe yeah. from the class yeah. anyway it's not something you can say I want one of those like a different part of a hospital in, unless you go private I believe but mm,
1: no. I, I, yeah it's not a choice It's a c-section isn't a choice unless they really think it's going to benefit you
0: mm. so when we went in we are there were about eight different babies let's say eight different babies seven or eight um some people went on their own some mothers went on their own some uh partners and fathers joined afterwards um there were about half people that were is their first and half that it was their second or third baby mm-hmm. i think it was and i was fascinated to know that you could go when like i said before that there was a lady maybe who hadn't given birth over here, so maybe that's why she was there. But it was fascinating to know that you can have a baby and still go and learn something. And there there were people that were learning something, clearly.
1: And those people that had already had babies were quite clearly sitting there and asking questions Mm. as well. Like they were fully involved, perhaps more so than the others that were sitting there terrified for the first time. Nice and
0: interactive (laughs) as well. I really, really like that. So we sat in a big circle um, just around... A demonstration area. So, um Sam, the um, the midwife leading the session, who we met before, she welcomed us and there's drinks and refreshments and stuff because it was biscuits. quite warm. Lots of biscuits. Good lord, we don't need any more biscuits. Mm-hmm. And then, kind of, just went into it and just went straight in for facts. Yep. There's no hanging around, was there?
1: No hanging around. We started off talking about those those little bits of birth that i've just mentioned there then we went on to the nitty gritty so
0: are you calling it that now
1: <laughs> so that's
0: Ken, how we got the baby in the first place
1: this was this was a major learning point for me straight away was uh, the question that she asked us straight away was how many stages of labor are there oh yeah can you remember
0: <laughs> oh god why what it's not a quiz uh, well, uh, well, I don't know, maybe we,
1: maybe that's the way we do There's this. There's three,
0: aren't there?
1: Uh, like three yes. main ones. There's three main stages, but the first stage is kind of split into two. Mm-hmm. So the first stage is the latent stage of labour.
0: Latent stage.
1: Latent. Uh, and that is, so the first signs that you get, so the contractions, uh, which can be irregular at first. Uh, and then it's sometimes your waters break. Sometimes they don't. It's not like the movies.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's not waters break, rush into hospital. Your waters could break in hospital. Mm. Your waters could have to be broken for you just before you give birth. And your waters might break 12 hours before you actually need to go to hospital. Yes. The most important thing that we learned, I think, for this whole antenatal class thing was every single person is different and not different in you might prefer it a warm room you might prefer, literally it's so different for everybody it's such a crazy job that the midwives do they've got to know everything about every type of birth and we learn as much of it as we could
1: yeah and this this is fascinating you mm. just don't realize how i didn't know how labor long was this. this takes no this I, takes a long time it could take days
0: i didn't realize that labor was this separate in different types of moments and mm. tiny little things mean actually something big has happened it's amazing
1: yeah it is So latent stage latent so during this phase this is when the cervix dilates can you remember how far it goes at, at this point
0: uh, what do you mean like, how how far to this point
1: until you are in the next stage of the first stage which is active labor so during this first bit the latent phase, it, it goes to four centimetres. Yeah. And they're not interested in seeing you. Until you're there. Until you're at four centimetres because you're not in active labour and it could take you so much longer to get
0: there. And that's, uh, by dilated, it means that's four centimetres wide. Mm-hmm. It's the channel the baby's got to come out of, basically, but internal channel. Yeah. So it's it's quite important. <laughs> it's quite. It's imp- <laughs> I mean, it's the most important. And the magic number you're looking for is 10, isn't it?
1: So, yeah, when that's you're That's why in active, you only get to four, yeah. you're, not,
0: you're nowhere near yet.
1: Yeah, so you're only in active labour once you've reached four centimetres. And then when you're in active labour, that is the bit that's taking you to the ten centimetres. Mm-hmm.
0: Active is the, like, the top gear of la- labour, isn't it? Yeah top, yeah,
1: top gear, even though it is still technically the first stage. Yep. <laughs> I remember the, the... Do you remember the demo that they did? The balloon. Oh, yes, the <laughs>
0: balloon. I can't quite remember what it was, though. I, I can visualise it, but I can't remember what it was they used.
1: So they used a balloon and a ping pong ball.
0: That's it.
1: <laughs> to show...
0: It sounds like some kind of student holiday to Thailand, but it's not.
1: <laughs> it's quite visual and it is really helpful to see. It was a specialised balloon where the ball could go in and... it
0: was It was just a balloon.
1: I don't think it was. And
0: it was just a balloon. Oh, I thought it was a special balloon. Oh, we have got one of those special balloons <laughs> that can put ping pong balls in. Oh, do you mean just a balloon? Yeah. I get me a balloon and a ping pong ball, <laughs> and I will show you the trick. No. And then I'll put the balloon in the ping pong ball in the balloon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she had the balloon. She had the ping pong ball, and she demonstrated slowly squeezing mm-hmm. the balloon so that the ping pong ball Stretched would
0: the neck of the balloon yeah yeah and that would was what was interesting out. it was a really it was a really good visualization of not exactly what but in proportion how narrow something is to begin with how long that canal is and how it has to really be coaxed out the baby i mean it was really, it was really fascinating. There's, if I find a YouTube video of the balloon trick, I'll I'll link it below.
1: Balloon trick. The Can balloon you imagine trick. googling that or like putting it into Amazon? I could The put special some... balloons <laughs> that you order Gee. to do this demonstration.
0: It's not even baby brain. This is just you.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't even think you're pregnant. <laughs> oh, I live with this every day.
1: <laughs> we were all terrified the balloon was going to pop though.
0: <laughs> something was popping
1: it was it took ages as well and that was one of the things that was actually quite good because (laughs) she said yeah it takes a while for this to actually work its way down which is exactly how it works in in the latent and the active phase of labor Mm -hmm. um second stage of labor is dinner (laughs) yeah maybe for you you don't get get
0: fed (laughs) at the hospital that we're at I have no. to bring in all the food.
1: Yeah, you have to bring in all your snacks and food Papa and everything. Papa John's. Mm. Um, second stage, this is when baby uh, moves down through the birth canal and is born. That's only the second stage.
0: Yeah, this was the amazing thing. I think <laughs> when when Sam said, oh, uh, what's the next bit? And we were all thinking, oh, what, are we missing a bit? Because it can't be the baby but it is. Yeah. The next stage is the baby coming.
1: It's the well, the baby's come. The second stage is, is the baby coming. The third stage yeah. is placenta time. Yeah.
0: You could have a whole extra birth. It's not yeah. It's not quick.
1: No. Now this can take. This can take up to an an hour or so, and uh, you can have an injection to speed this one along. I think we've spoken about this already, but. The third stage of labour after the baby has come. It's the afterbirth. It's the afterbirth. So placenta All comes out. All the gory mm. goo. And it's that bit we've said before. Just didn't expect it. It's
0: massive. <laughs> it's it's big not it. Yeah. And and I I'm, I mean by that point we'll be crying with happiness anyway. Hopefully, but it's a lot. It's a lot of extra stuff to come out in it.
1: Yeah, I think a friend of mine said that that. When she gave birth to the placenta, that was when the relief came, like Mm. the pressure.
0: Then it's over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, that relief of having everything kind of flushed out, really. It's
0: it's funny because obviously I, well, I'll never know what it feels like. However, the baby's kind of floating. The placenta is the thing Mm. that's actually attached to you. Mm. So, yes, you're pushing out something on a bungee cord to begin with. But the other thing is the thing that actually separates from your insides and coming out. So that is going to be a relief. And then your body can go, I can start to slowly wind back up again. Mm. You're back to normal. I'm interested to see it, but I don't want to see it at all. I'm so, so squeamish. (laughs) I'm not looking forward to it.
1: Oh dear.
0: Something we did learn was how you... Start to know that you're heading towards labour. Not necessarily starting, mm. but that it's, it's on its way.
1: Something called the show. <laughs>
0: I was really excited that I'd have to <laughs> sing or something and oh, get to do a tap dance. No, it's a bit, a bit of bloody goo. Mm,
1: this, this is quite grim. Sorry about this, everyone.
0: <laughs> yes, lads. Talks about vaginal... Stuff.
1: (laughs) Icky stuff. Icky stuff. It is the uh, mucus plug that Mm. has been (laughs) Mm. that has been keeping the baby safe from infection like in your in your cervix for the whole nine months. And around it can happen at any time between about two weeks before and whilst you're in the latent phase of of labour that the mucus plug just comes away and shows itself.
0: <laughs> like a kind of mucousy period, isn't it? Mm. Just that, but it could is it again, it's so different for everyone. It could be a little bit. It could be just like you're kind of just spotting, or it can be a in a lot. A
1: big plug.
0: Yeah. It's a it's a membrane I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you say that word a minute ago or have I made that up? made up I okay. think so <laughs> yeah but it, it's I had no idea about this really interesting to hear about the show but it could the fact that it could come two weeks before is nuts because you you don't think you've so uh, as we record this we're about 10 days away from the baby being due <laughs> Um, <laughs> have you you haven't had it yet but you have I think you I think th- enough of it has come out that it's I think it's more bit.
1: of an ongoing process with me. Yeah. Don't want to go into too much detail.
0: Well, you No, know, that's the whole point. It's real. You just, you yeah. Can't say that now.
1: Well, I suppose uh, there's not been any any blood or anything like that. And it's not come out in, in, a big, in a big plug. So I am unsure as to whether or not I've had the show. But I have a feeling that it's been I think a gradual process. You've
0: had enough of it that they'll go, yes, that's done. Mm. But we don't think you've got a huge amount of fluid inside you anyway, do you?
1: I don't think so no. The fact
0: that you're 9 months pregnant pretty much now there's you you're not huge. You're not like look you don't look stereotypically like you're about to pop. So I think you that might be it. I think you might mm. be right. It's interesting but I didn't know the show so the show is shows like the the pre-show of the main <laughs> event almost the undercard for the boxing. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, it was interesting, and it's something that I'm wondering whether or not I will get to see.
0: Who knows? Mm. As long as we end up with a baby, I don't really care.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Contractions. That's something I'm looking forward to.
0: Well, they're going to happen, aren't they?
1: So it seems. (laughs) 12 hours these contractions can come and go for in that first phase, possibly longer.
0: That's not even the total time. You hear people say, oh, I was in labour for 18 hours. It it means you were having contractions for a lot of it. It doesn't necessarily mean you were on the table going, get it out of me, for 12 hours. Mm. And I think that was really reassuring again. It's another, you're going to say that word a lot. It was reassuring to know that they're just going to happen. You can, to an extent carry on your day, rest up and sit on your bum, but you can still be around your house, you can have a shower. Yep. You can still do everything whilst you're having contractions because they could be once every 8 minutes, they could be once every quarter of an hour, 20 minutes to begin with. That's
1: it. Some people are going for so long that they don't want and they don't want you there until the nope. right point. Yep. They want you to stay at home because some people's contractions can start and then completely stop again. Mm it's it's mad.
0: well, you, you some people think they're having actual contractions in the Braxton Hicks as well, aren't they, which are yes. faux contractions. I wouldn't say false ones, but they're faux ones they they, no,
1: they are fake they they're your body preparing you mm. for the real test thing. ones.
0: That's a better word. I than had fake.
1: I had Braxton Hicks, but I had it in the second trimester more, and they are not necessarily that painful but they're just uncomfortable and it is just a tightening of that area that contracts and then goes away again. The midwife said, did ask us to raise our hands if we had felt the Braxton Hicks contractions. And she said, so she said the contractions in labor feel like Braxton Hicks, but much more intense and there will be pain that comes with it. So that did make me a bit sad because I was fine with the Braxton Hicks ones. <laughs> I could deal with those, but they were they were quite they were quite obvious when they did happen. I wasn't sure about it at first, but looking back on it now, I'm like, yeah, that was definitely those. They haven't happened. They haven't happened for a while. Can you remember? Because I'm trying to remember when you you have to change to bring it up a gear. How long the contractions need to last oh. before you have to go, right, it's time to go in.
0: Is it every... No, I can't. I'm hoping we know because it could be any day.
1: We do need to know this. At contractions... they last
0: last a minute to two minutes.
1: 45 to 60 seconds. You need to be having three contractions in 10 minutes. Yeah. For it to be, okay, this is go time now. It's so one
0: every few minutes.
1: Mm.
0: The, the the visualization of a contraction, she said, was like a wave, wasn't it?
1: Mm.
0: You can, and, and it's very useful for when you're having your gas and air later on at the hospital if you're choosing to have pain relief. It, which I know you are. <laughs> um, uh,
1: well, we'll see.
0: <laughs> are you kidding?
1: Some pain relief. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Hit, hit
0: over the head with a big mallet. <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh, she's fine. She's fine. It's
1: fine. She's out cold. It's, it's fine. It
0: was like a wave. And then at the bottom of the wave, when you can start it going, you start breathing in your gas and air so that when the pain hits the top of the wave, you're kind of on that high so that when you fall down, it wears off. So you've got a lot of timing going on. Yeah. Hmm.
1: I do plan on trying to put that in technique into practice mm. with the gas and air that's one thing that i'm thinking about choosing we won't go too much into that Not now because it's about pain relief for the next class but there's other things that you can do during this phase when you're meant to be at home mm-hmm. so they, they say go out for normal things go for walks and, and just try and just carry on as normal we'll
0: take you to thought park
1: yeah we'll go on the roller coasters oh, it's fine i
0: can't wait to take you to theme park again we normally go to loads of theme parks. We bugger all this you one.
1: Imagine reaching the top of the roller coaster and coming back down and me screaming wildly. Oh, she's enjoying the roller coaster. No, no, she's just having a contraction. No, she's having one
0: every <laughs> two minutes. We've got to go.
1: Uh, hot water bottles might be a nice mm-hmm. relief whilst you're stuck at home waiting for things to speed up. Uh, a back massage might be nice.
0: Don't count your chickens, all right? <laughs> I give you back rubs. You do give me back rubs. Yeah. With a broom handle, because I do not want to touch you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're so mean to me. I like
0: Phoebe with and um, Rachel with the wooden spoons. Was it Rachel? It was Rachel and Friends who did that, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what else can you do? So, the breathing that you spoke about. Mm, I think you're going to go to Just- the bath. I will be. I'll be straight up in that yeah. bath. I will be.
0: I'll put some water in it for you this time, I, I promise. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks. <laughs>
0: We were also taught about when to call the hospital and tell them, I'm coming in.
1: <laughs> Make way, we're here.
0: So you call the ward or the birth centre. You don't call your midwife. You call the place that you're going. So you they can been, prepare them. They've been so <laughs> hammering that home for the last six months, haven't they?
1: They have indeed. You need to call them if your waters have broken, regardless of contractions. Mm-hmm. So because you're a,
0: a prone to infection yeah if yeah. your
1: waters break and your contractions haven't started, then they're actually really interested to hear from you and that you need to report that
0: It's because it protects both you and the baby doesn't it if you're at home you know you
1: you mm-hmm.
0: you're just at risk of picking up some dust or you know moisture or stuff
1: absolutely and they will speed things along mm-hmm. if you haven't start, if you haven't gone into your contractions and your labor, they will need to speed things along to make sure that you and baby are safe mm-hmm. They will want to hear from you once your waters are broken and you have started contractions. And when you are feeling that things have progressed into that point where they are regular, they'll want to know. You don't call an ambulance.
0: No. Unless something's unless there's, going wrong. Unless it's an emergency or you're stuck up a mountain or something. Mm. But why you've driven to the mountain when you're in labour anyway... <laughs>
1: We have saved the numbers into our phones as well, haven't we? It's one of the
0: first things they tell you to do when they give you your birth pack. Mm. They've got the numbers on the top right, where we are anyway, they've got the numbers on the top right-hand corner of your folder, and they say, save them, because you will need them.
1: The other thing that they always, always check in with you at every single appointment about is movements of baby.
0: Mm. I think that's... I mean, we were told it anyway, but in the antenatal classes that we were at, it was... At every corner is. Don't forget, if your baby stops moving,
1: call us. Cool. Call, us. They yes. are so everywhere you go. Every appointment, baby moving okay. You know what to do if baby stops moving, don't you? So hmm. that's that's very clear from the offset that you need to you need to monitor baby's movements because baby has a has a pattern of movements generally that you take note of. You know, I think I've mentioned that this baby is particularly active during the evening. So if if this evening I don't notice baby moving around, I'll be calling up. Because mm. I know by a certain point in the evening I will have felt this one move.
0: Mm-hmm. What next?
1: What next? So you will have called up, you will have gone in, and then you will go into a room before you get taken into the birth center or the labour ward and they assess you so they assess whether or not you are at that right point in time mm. and they decide whether or not you're in established labour and they'll either send you home uh, which or
0: for us is down the road
1: <laughs> which is even you know yeah it, i'd hope we don't get sent home i hope that i judge it well enough to know that we are we are there in time mm-hmm. apparently If it's your second baby, they won't necessarily send you home. They'll just ask you to go for a walk. Yeah. Mm. Because second babies can have a tendency to make a quicker appearance and all of a sudden as well.
0: Mm. This is not your second though. This is your first. So we're going to be wild.
1: (laughs) Well, I hope not.
0: thing is, as well, as if it's in the middle of the night, we are only here. You can actually come back and try and lay down in your own bed
1: I um, can imagine myself being in in the middle of these contractions and just having a contraction then going back to sleep having a contraction going back to sleep that's going to be pretty annoying but no, that's what I'm going to try and do it's fine, <laughs>
0: it's fine. I, the only thing I don't want you to be is in there for uh, like days
1: I, I'd quite like it if I wasn't either
0: yeah because I've got gigs and I you know
1: all about you no it's it's
0: it's not it's about (laughs) earning money it's about me earning the shortfall in money that uh, your rent is going to need to be paid yeah yeah so yeah
1: all of that (laughs) that's that's fun maternity
0: pay is rubbish but we'll talk about that in another one
1: (laughs) yeah we will dog balls (laughs) dog
0: balls what great word (laughs) so forget they sent you home we were taught all of this um in the class and it was really really interesting and it was engaging the classes as well it wasn't just slideshow or look at this we were handed lots of handouts given an awful lot of information to read through good information for dads good Mm -hmm. information for partners who are not birthing good information for mums because at the end of the day you can't have a healthy baby without a healthy mum and that goes for the labour as well if there's a problem with mum and they need to just get the baby out straight away, you're going to be sent to surgery to have a cesarean no matter how far you are. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Going back to those handouts, I tell you what, they have been a bit of a lifesaver Mm -hmm. because these classes, as we mentioned at the beginning, they are really intense and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of information that is sent your way and a lot of the information is stuff that your brain doesn't necessarily want to take in because it's talking about pain and well, pushing a child out <laughs> and that's that's really that's really overwhelming so the fact that you've got all these sheets to go back over and read through which is what I have done prior to us recording this is to try and refresh my my memory of everything uh, and it's been nice to sit there for a few hours and just do my homework and and replant that information back in. I don't think I retained enough of it to, to go away and feel like I know the stuff I know now. So I'm very, very glad of those handouts. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something Sam did in the antenatal class that was really interesting was hand out randomly flashcards with terms on them can you remember some of the terms
1: a few of them this is it I, I feel like I've done one. my homework cervix yes. cervix was one yeah so they just said what yeah we went round, didn't we and described ter- what each thing was if we knew
0: yeah it wasn't describing it so much it was do you know what this phrase is you will have heard it do you know what it is things like the cervix things like the afterbirth, things like the show was one of them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, perineum was one of... That was the one I had. woo um, <laughs> You
1: lucky, lucky boy. No,
0: I think it's because I knew how to say it. <laughs> Pe-
1: perineum. Perineum.
0: Yeah, per- perineum. Oh, you've made me think i say it wrong now.
1: <laughs> I think it's right. Perineum. Perineum? Yeah. What is the perineum?
0: We're just staring at each other saying perineum now. Is...
1: <laughs> this is really awkward.
0: <laughs> Basically, it's the bit between the one hole and the other hole
1: i'm going to be honest here until talking about this i hadn't really given the perineum much thought <laughs> to be honest <laughs> and realized what mm. what 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 danger it was in
0: well yeah yeah <laughs> so we'll point. we'll talk about this in a second there were other words there were there were lots of phrases things like the latent stage of labor and and, and it was things like this it was a, a really engaging way of discussing and finding out about the bits of labor that we didn't know about. Mm. And I don't mean you and I, I mean, collectively as a group, even some of the people who'd had babies before were learning phrases that they just heard thrown around and understanding them as well. And this is it. It wasn't like school. It wasn't like you're sitting in a classroom. It's a really inclusive Mm. room of Sam passing on her wisdom to us I suppose and the the midwife team and the midwifery team helping us understand why certain things are chosen for us why you choose certain things and also how and why to choose certain things yourself and how to prevent certain things happening such as the tear which is where our old friend Perineum comes in
1: i I appreciate this so much I'm hoping I'm going to appreciate this so much so to stop the tearing or to help it not tear as much they've encouraged us well me
0: everyone they encourage everyone I don't just mean you know it's not just you individually
1: yeah they've encouraged they encouraged everybody in the class to get massaging the perineum so that little bit between uh lady parts and bottom mm. is the perineum and that's the bit that is going to need to do the work and the stretching yeah. so they encourage uh, an oil of that you can A special purchase, massage oil special, yeah special special massage oil that you can put around that area that improves the skin's like el- elas-
0: elasticity yeah that's the word. it's it's funny because when you before you go into the class you just assume that it's your vagina doing all the work but it's mm. not at all the, the perineum is The bit that has to really do a lot of changing. And unfortunately, Hmm. this is, as we learned something. And I'm sure people who've had children are very fully aware of this. (laughs) It's probably going to tear if you don't help it stretch. Imagine you doing a hundred meters sprint off, off of no training. You're gonna pull your hamstring. You can your mm. legs are gonna really damage. It's the same with giving birth. <laughs> it's gonna stretch too far and break. Or alternatively, and this is even more horrific, mm-hmm. have to be torn.
1: That's the bit that I'm really hoping doesn't have to happen. Oh what this was a word that was on the flashcard, wasn't it? Mm. A pain. A, no. Out
0: Epis- Episiotomy, also known as a perineotomy, that's the word you're looking for. Mm-hmm. I didn't Google it and re-edit it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I could see it in my head. Episiotomy. I could see the I could see the word, but I couldn't form it in my mouth. I knew I knew vaguely what it was. The problem is.
0: I did Google it to double check. We were saying it right. But there's also a picture and it's just. Oh,
1: no. I mean, if anyone comes mm. near me with a pair of scissors down there, Duh. I think I am Duh. going to have to really restrain from from knocking them out. Mm,
0: the thing is, one thing that we were uh, instructed, let's say in the antenatal classes, is by that point, you aren't A, going to feel it or B, care. You're going to want that thing out of you. Oh, she made it.
1: Sam made it so clear that you're going to have been through so much with these contractions and everything up to this point that you just want the baby out. And yeah, a little tear or a little cut, if it's going to help move things along quicker, you're just going to welcome it. I mean, I will believe that when I see it, but hey-ho. we'll. I'm sure we'll soon find out. Hmm. Oh, can you remember... <laughs> Do you remember the other thing that she said as well? She said, what's the thing you're all scared of most? I bet I bet you're all really nervous and embarrassed about this thing. And we all looked really blankly about something that might happen when I'm in labour, that I might have a poo.
0: Well, I thought that was just something that happens anyway. That's not something that I thought was a problem. I thought that, yeah, of course, if you've got any, mm. like if you've been snacking and eating all the way through to keep your energy up, and you're pushing your body to its limits, oh, well, what's, what's the problem? They're going to empty your bladder for you because you, you're going to be doing it. Mm. That's what catheters are for. It's not... I Yeah, I, it's not something I've... I've never seen your poo before, and I'd like to keep it that way. However, <laughs> I'm going to see bits of you react in certain ways yeah. that I've never seen before.
1: I mean, I'd rather also, not, the,
0: the, but... Also, <laughs> the hospital teams are going kind to of have seen literally seen it all
1: a lot of people apparently do have a poo the in labour. Also,
0: it- I think it's gonna be quite early on because you're not gonna be like having a Nando's halfway through, are you? No. You, it's you're not gonna be eating, eating that f- in enough time to actually like right at the moment. It's just gonna be when you're pushing and you're starting to push. Really, at, at the beginning, it'll happen. I think with
1: well, you. I think they said that.
0: It's just TMI in it, but yeah, it is.
1: It is, but it's the truth. It's what it's what happens. A lot of my a lot of my friends have said to me that giving birth does actually feel, apparently, a lot like having a poo because that pressure is all condensed down into that area. Even though obviously it's a different area that it's coming out of, it's still so close. And the way that the midwife Sam described it was that. The pressure of the baby coming down the birth canal and in that area is the thing that is going to push anything else out that hasn't necessarily exited your body. That and you're not going to have any control over that. Uh, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry if uh, I'm sorry if I poo.
0: It's all right. <laughs> it's gonna happen one of these days, isn't it? <laughs> Can I poo myself as well? Is that acceptable? Sure. Okay, done it. <laughs> no, I thought that was something that was going to happen. So it was, I when when the room was addressed about that, I thought, yeah, all right, that was the one thing I was like, okay.
1: Everyone's faces was a little bit of a picture, though they were. I don't think they were fully expecting her to to course, do that.
0: Yeah, the <laughs> antenatal class has got it covers everything that you know. It, one thing I will say about the classes or the the you know the the sessions. It was a lot more about it was a lot more solely about the actual act of giving birth mm. than I thought I thought there might be a little bit more towards caring for your baby, however, I think that was because we had it condensed into two, not three, and the health visitor in in the u k comes and visits you if you've had a baby within the next forty eight to seventy two hours yeah. anyway, and that's when they'll say this is how you look after your baby now. Yeah. So I, it's not the worst thing in the world that we didn't get that because it's going to happen again.
1: Yeah, it's fine. I'd prefer more information about this bit to me. This is, bit this we don't is, know. This is the hurdle that we've we got to get through. That we've got to get over first before we look after any baby. I we've am. got to get it out. <laughs>
0: I'm already over the hurdle. I'm, I'm just going to turn up and...
1: <laughs> you want to try it. There wasn't a
0: huge amount more in this first session.
1: Not a, not a huge amount. There's bits about, um, there were bits about actual positions to give birth in. Mm,
0: that was interesting.
1: That's interesting and very, very helpful. So stereotypically.
0: You think woman lie on her back, legs legs apart. Yeah. In stirrups, maybe. Or everyone watching yeah. down the tunnel for the team to come out. It's hey, a, a joke about pooing yourself in Arsenal, but I'm not going to go there.
1: Anyway, that that position that you've just described is the worst, apparently.
0: Yeah, Hollywood won't let you believe that. No, they
1: will not. Every every woman on the TV seems to give birth mm. in that position.
0: Something we were told, and everyone was was informed about. The best position to give birth is.
1: On your on your all fours on yes. on your
0: knees, yeah. Just kneeling up and praying to get the thing out of you mm. No, on all fours. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody made a good point of saying this: uh, a chair in the birthing center, and and actually, gravity. If you're, mm. you know, sat up as it were. Yeah. Help, use gravity to, so having a walk around helps. That's
1: exactly it. Use
0: gravity to help the baby drop.
1: It makes sense. Why would you, why would you put like, be lying down? It's just going to make things harder for you. So yeah, gravity. There's other things that they've said as well. Like you can kind of uh, sway your hips around, um, press against the wall. um, Keep, keep a bit, Uh, keep a bit active obviously until you are pushing everything out but until you are ready for the baby to actually be pushed out you've got to keep the gravity going you've got to do everything you can to encourage that baby to fall down it just is yeah it does make absolute sense and I will try my very hardest to to remember all of this and not just <laughs> lie down and want to <laughs> hide my head underneath the covers
0: <laughs> uh, yeah yeah i'm gonna that's one thing i'm gonna make sure you are is in the right position yeah to look after yeah the birth of the baby
1: at the moment i'm really liking the idea of um as we a- mentioned in going moon. into the water yeah. um so that's that's my plan but again like I've said it may go out the window I reckon I'll try the water I reckon I'll try if it's going on for a long time I reckon I'm going to try absolutely everything I'll probably lean against the wall I'll sit on a birthing ball I'll sit Mm. on a chair I'll do I'll do whatever just to keep things moving around and keep things different and try and just focus rather than get stuck in one solid position and place uh
0: Mm. yeah I get in the water with you as well, don't I?
1: You can, yeah. Yeah, you can come into I the water too. I know that. Yeah.
0: That was something I learned as well. Like If you're having use of the pool, dad or partner can get in mm. and actually help you. And then yeah. that way I can sit behind you if yeah, need be. Exactly. So I've packed my trunks. You have. I wonder if I fit them still.
1: You'll be fine.
0: Ooh, not getting the budgie smugglers out in the birth center, am I? Oh, no.
1: I don't know what you I mean, I'm not going to be able to wear any bottoms at one point, am I?
0: <laughs> well, if you pooed yourself, no, you're going to have to take them off. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's
1: not what I meant. Because I've got something else coming out the, of me. The thing but... is,
0: as long as you don't actually use it just as an excuse to poo your pants, that's. I've always, I've always wanted to. <laughs> 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 oh, no. We'll just take a Sainsbury's bag. Just. Uh... <laughs> I've been again hello midwife <laughs> yes 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 they're, they're every two minutes they're lasting for about a minute and a half each yes here's a bag for you don't open it <laughs> <laughs> she's she's already been
1: three times she just wanted to show you
0: <laughs> yeah i did it here we go <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's no shopping in there love
0: oh oh <laughs> <laughs> I fell into a burning ring of fire. Oh. <laughs> what was what was one of the biggest things we learned in this antenatal <sighs> class parenting number one? What was it?
1: The ring of fire. Fire, 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 fire. This is the bit that I'm really not looking forward to. So they describe it as the ring of fire. This is where the baby's head... Yeah, feeling a little faint just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Where the baby's head is out of you, but the body is still in. And this is the bit where it's pressing and pushing and stretching everything. And the midwife described this point as the ring of fire. That's how it feels to to ladies. So burning, a Mm. lovely burning sensation as the baby's head pops out
0: push through the sting Mm. Mm. thing is everyone thinks when the head is out the hard work is done but it's not true the shoulders are wider than the head Mm. so you've got to bring when the head's out it just means you've got
1: (laughs) the rest of it needs to follow yeah so
0: of course (laughs) it's going to be the, the the burny bit
1: yeah, this is this is the make or looking make or break. To it for you. This is the make or break and the tear time, isn't it? Really. <sighs> this is yeah. This is the bit. This is the bit. And hearing it described like that, not going to lie, I did. I I had gri- tears in my eyes. I wanted to cry.
0: Gripped my hand. I don't know if you noticed it, but I was like, oh, okay. Do you blame me? No, of course, of course, I don't blame you. <laughs> I Don't blame you for anything. If you decide to punch me in the face during the labour, I'm not going to care.
1: This is something I really wanted to block out. I fully expecting you
0: to punch me in the balls, to be honest, (laughs) so that we don't ever have to have children again.
1: But this is something I hadn't heard before. Uh, Oh, uh, the ring Ring of fire. Yeah, I hadn't actually heard that before, so it was really quite horrific to listen to.
0: What it did do was put it in context of Mm. when it happens. I had heard the phrase before, Mm. but again, until you're shown... A little video of the baby coming out, and kind of visualizing exactly what that moment Mm. is, and what it requires, and what it means. You don't Mm. quite get it, so that was where the whole class was really super good and informative about it.
1: I don't feel like it's very matter of fact, wasn't it? But I don't feel like I've been lied to. I don't feel like great,
0: great sentence to say. That's a really useful thing to remember. We haven't been lied to in these classes. No No one sugarcoated everything. It's matter of fact, it's, this is going to happen. Don't worry about it. Because it happens to everyone who has a baby. Yeah,
1: do you know how many people I've heard just say, oh, I wish they told me this. I wish they told me this. Staggering, isn't it? I'd I'd be interested to know if after all of this, I can say that sentence about any aspect of of this having the baby giving birth labor or or the parenting bit afterwards i'm really and this is something that we'll be able to feed back on as we go but i'll be really interested to know if there is anything that hasn't been covered that i say Mm. i wish they told me this because i really feel like i am fully informed and loaded as much as i can be without having gone through it I'm i feel so i feel so lucky in that way uh, yeah i'm really i'm really happy with what we've been what we've what we've been told and what we've learned it's it was brilliant
0: mm. yeah i mean we'll certainly be first to tell you if there's something that we weren't necessarily told about yeah definitely but i think that's going to be more that if certain instances ugh, oh my god certain instances and circumstance happen hmm. which you, you can't necessarily or you don't have to prepare for like You don't actually get told too much about what a cesarean is. My understanding is they make an insertion in a kind of five or six inch cut in your Mm -hmm. tummy. I know it can be much bigger for some people. Mm -hmm. They kind of scoop your organs out out of the way. Yeah. And then bring the baby out that way and then scoop your organs back in, staple you together. Mm -hmm. It limits your physical movement for a long time. There afterwards
1: seems, There seems to be a big difference mm. in a planned one and an emergency one. That's a well. very good point. Yeah. A lot of people end up having a planned one. But again, for, for instance, if babies babies breach or not the right way round, yeah. they will set a date at, for you to go in.
0: At the moment, ours is nose diving down. It's in the right position. Yeah. It's not engaged. Has been for a engaged while. Engaged is where it, it moves itself to the top of the cervix. To prepare Mm. for dilation. And that will be a, a, you can, I imagine you can feel that. I think they said you could. And it's a Mm. sure sign that it's about to kick off. Um, Breaches when the legs are facing down and the head's at the top. You don't want that. Yeah. It's not, I don't think it's impossible to give birth like that, but you want the baby's head first no
1: they will try and they will try and turn that baby yeah. around inside you beforehand <sighs> as well ah, they told us about that didn't they and I've seen a video of it since Uh-oh. they can actually they can actually encourage and, and twist that baby around inside you to try and get it the right way up thing is babies still move around all the way until the time that you give birth so you've got to go through all of that And have that baby turned around inside you apparently they don't necessarily um scan or look on the screen um when they turn the baby so a friend of mine said you know what I just wanted to go straight for the plan c-section because what if they turn the baby and the cord wraps around it in the wrong way how are they going how will they know um Again, uh, this is something that we've not directly experienced. And like I said, that was just a friend saying, what if? So who knows? But it's an instance that you'd have to think about and you'd have to make that decision. Do I want the baby turned around or do I just want to go for the C-section? I think I would just say C-section if I'm honest because that doesn't sound like it would be too pleasant, does it? Having that done. Mm. I would worry it was hurting the baby as well.
0: Yeah, you know. But you're still the priority until that Mm. thing is completely born.
1: Mm, Absolutely.
0: You need to remember that. And I need to make sure you know that.
1: Mm. Because
0: I can't have my new family without you. So you you are the top priority for me. You do know that, don't you? Yeah. You sure?
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh Uh-oh, I might cry. Why? Because looking at me and saying
0: nice things i'm looking past you it's a, it's a podcaster's <laughs> technique It was true isn't it like mm. all this stuff that we learned in in class number one it was very much a shock and awe but every single thing that i heard it was just another way of someone saying to me you're looking after her doing this bit again i can't really yeah. do much i can't tear for you I can't give birth for you, but I can be there mm-hmm. and I can hold your hand. And I felt less useless after this first class than I have in the entire process of learning about our new little fella or mistress. It's, mm. and, and the most important thing for me to know over this next week or so is that I am going to be there holding your hand every minute. And if I'm not there at the beginning of it, I'm going to be racing home as fast as I can or one of our parents will be there with you. And as soon as I can be there, I will look after you and I will make sure that you are looked after to the highest level you can possibly be. God forbid someone tell me no for something. Hmm. Because I'm not an angry person. I don't get angry. But I am going to be like an elephant protecting his pride. I am going to be so, so focused on you. Because Mm. you can't be focused on you, even though you have to be and you should be. Yeah. You're going to be focused on getting that thing ripped out of you. Yeah. So I'm the one looking after you. But that's good to know. But you need to know, you do know that, don't you? Yeah, but that's... That's the thing that I learned most of these antenatal classes is that's my job. Yeah. So let me do my job. Yeah. You do know that. Yeah. Because I can't have family without you. No. Good. Thank you. So that was our first in our little mini series of parenting class slash antenatal class uh, episodes. Yeah. Yes. I thought it was going to be a lot shorter than it was, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but we do hope that you enjoyed it yeah. and found it informative slash helpful. Maybe you aren't able to make it to your parent craft slash antenatal yeah. classes. and maybe Maybe we've helped fill in some gaps. That you weren't able to before. Mm. Uh, or you've just enjoyed hearing our terrified <laughs> reactions to some of the things that we were told and, and we learnt from the classes
0: tearing, perineum. pooing, <laughs> perineum, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: ring of fire,
0: like that. <laughs> <laughs> Not, it's not quite what he had in mind when he was singing it. No. <laughs> Unless it was. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> well, thank you very much. We will be back in a few days with the second episode. Please subscribe and rate us on iTunes if you, or Apple Podcasts. iTunes doesn't exist anymore. Oh. Ooh. On Apple Podcasts, make sure you subscribe and uh, smash that five stars button. <laughs> Oh yeah. oh, yeah. No, it, it means a <laughs> lot. It really helps us reach new people all around the world. And uh, over the over the last couple of episodes, we, out of nowhere, we've become um, really widely supported in L.A. and New York and Brooklyn as well. So hello to all our American listeners. And also lots of people in London where we are. London town. London podcasting. No, all around the world. Say hello. Give us an email. Firsttimeparentpod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Instagram at ftppuk. UK. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Podca- Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And thanks once again to Anchor.fm for hosting our show. We'll see you very soon for episode number two in our mini-series. Number
1: two in the mini, mini-series.
0: We talked about number two a lot today, didn't
1: we? We did. Uh,
0: bye. Bye.